This is Disney master artist Kevin John, and when I'm in my studio, I love listening to the Mickey Dudes podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I am your host, Pat Gennetti, and damn, wait, am I allowed to say damn? We'll make an exception. Okay, thanks. Damn, it's good to be back in the hosting chair for the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. At least I believe. And I am joined tonight by three amazing Mickey dudes, dudettes, and whatever we're calling ourselves nowadays. The woman that finally put some class into this podcast from Cincinnati, Ohio, Annie Clark. Chris, can you grab my black Les Paul? I love that line. I love it. I love it. The man that probably does just about everything and anything this podcast actually needs from the Sunshine State, our local yokel from right outside the gates of Epcot, Dave Koch. Debbie was sick, so the union sent me. Thank goodness she did. And the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only from the great state of Virginia, Joe Quattrochi. Well, technically, I'm just residing here. I'm from the great state of New Jersey. Yeah, but but see, once you bring up the state of New Jersey, that starts Dave on New York, and then me in Connecticut, and the tri-state triumvirate, and it all goes to you know where. Well, we used to talk about that, Pat, but you know, Pat, you haven't hosted a show since last decade. Yes, that's actually true. That's kind of hysterical. (laughs) But it is, it is really glad. I'm really, really excited. I'm really glad to be back. Um, guys, I'm just going to, for all our friends and listeners out there, I'm going to give you a, a quick little uh, just story. Um, bear with me. Um, I was out for a while, and I kept in contact with the guys constantly. But um, I had to have a surgery done, and literally um, it was to fix my asthma. I had a lot of problems with my stomach with acid going into my lungs. And I ended up getting a gastric bypass. Um, Go figure, not because I needed it for weight loss, it is helping with that, but it was really just to get the acid to stop going into my lungs. So they had to rework my intestines and I can breathe. So you guys can no longer call me Wheezy. So you're gonna have to find a new nickname for me now. Ha ha. We still got a friend in you. Oh, see, there you go. Nice this show is brought to you by WebMD. Past <laughs> symptoms. But here's the thing. How I did was... you know I was sitting here thinking? <laughs> That's what great minds think a lot. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You know, I've, I've listened to just about every show you guys put out. I haven't probably been on. My condolences. Since... I know, exactly. I haven't been on since I think the top 11 show that I hosted or something along those lines. Like Joe said, you know, last decade. Um, you know, and you guys would make reference to me and this, this and that. So I just wanted to let the listeners know I'm still was still there. Um, still loving everything about the show and making sure that, you know, I was trying to be out there with Twitter and a lot of our social media stuff. But now that I can breathe again and my asthma is pretty much uh, in the clear, um, just like my lungs, I am able to uh, be on much more often now. So if you like that, that's awesome. Lucky you. If you don't like that, I'm really sorry. 
and you're just gonna have to deal with it. So my favorite whatever. time when we were talking about you was when we were giving everybody Roger Rabbit lines, and I took the. Uh, didn't you used to be Eddie Valiant, or did you change your name to Jack Daniels? And I hit it to. Didn't you used to be? Didn't you used to be uh, Pachinetti, or did you change your name to Primatine Mist? Yeah, that was. Ha 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 ha! See. But I, I agree, Dave. You know, every now and again, you do have a funny line, and that was probably one of them. So I'm not expecting much from you tonight. So anyway, <laughs> just kidding. Love you, Dave. I I got I got months upon months upon months of of ragging on Dave here. Um. So, but it's that time of year again. It's the Festival of the Arts over at Epcot, and you know we're gonna do one of our famous snack crawls. So just a little background on the festival itself. It is in its fourth year. Um, the dates are January 7th through February 24th. So it is going on right now. And the festival celebrates three artistic disciplines, the culinary, the visual, and the performing arts. So obviously we wanna be eating um, lots of great food. So we're not gonna be eating the visual. We're not gonna be eating the performing arts. So we're gonna be eating foods with from the culinary arts and there's about 15 booths there depending on which site you look at or where you've been or who's been there oh wait a minute speaking of who's been there dave haven't you been there yes i have and i actually was uh, there this evening and just oh. got home about maybe uh it's 9 20 now I got home about 8 58 Oh, thanks. Thanks for rubbing that in. Oh, so so that that hey guys, that was the update that needed on Skype. It was actually Dave oh, no. getting no, no, was Dave the, getting in at eight fifty eight. The phone it was still updating. I, I left I left the computer updating when I when I uh, left the build when I left the house. So ah, gotcha. It okay. was updating. I just mentioned I just forgot to mention that the update probably happened already, and I was in the car driving back from Epcot. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, Dave, what what are what, what do you what are some of the highlights? Give us what you think of this year's um, okay. Festival of the Arts. Well, I want to start off by saying that this festival is just pure joy. I have never experienced the Festival of the Arts because uh, living up in New York, the, even with the amount of trips I used to take to Walt Disney World, I would always go to Walt Disney World for Marathon Weekend, which is which was uh, two weeks ago now, and. Festival of the Arts would start after Marathon Weekend because, you know, it's kind of busy. They kind of have to add more boots and everything. They kind of need, for Marathon Weekend, it's a busy time. They, and most of the runners run through Epcot. They kind of need the surface area for, uh, for the race. So they always erected all of the uh, makeshift uh, boots that they have, which are basically now all year round boots that they just close at certain times. But they add like extra tents and stuff up for like uh, merchandise. But so I had never actually had a chance to go for the Festival of the Arts because by the time I would return back to Walt Disney World, it would be over and we would be back into Flower and Garden. So this one has been a real bucket list. And let me tell you something. It's just, as I said, it's just been pure joy walking around. You know, you see all of these uh, paintings, uh, these boots with all these Disney paintings. You have these, you have actually uh, paintings of other non-Disney uh, topics too that are just absolutely beautiful that are on sale. That uh, you know, I just I, I can find myself wandering through some of these tents for uh, hours on end, just really looking at the detailed artwork. It's because it's kind of just they make these makeshift galleries. Uh, 
in terms of the performing arts, they have such a variety. They had these phenomenal uh, contortionist uh, acrobats that just uh, had me completely mesmerized with their, with, with their performance. They had an artist on stage who was basically drawing Mickey Mouse, but kind of doing it in a very high energy type way, dancing the techno music in the middle of his painting, and then basically taking a whole bunch of paints and splattering them across the canvas and then just smearing the paint with his fingers. And it just, it looked like when it first started, it looked like a big old mess. And by the end, it was just this masterpiece of Mickey Mouse that you wouldn't expect. And then right afterwards, the show ended and the, and the painting sold for 1700 Wow. So, yeah. I'd like to be able to dance and try to draw Mickey Mouse and make $1,700. I have a I video. It's pretty. It's. I have a video. I'll try to send it and put it up on. Oh, jeez! I thought you just were saying you had a video that you sold for seventeen hundred dollars, <laughs> and I was like, dude, this is a family show. Cut it out. Stop that. Okay. But that's anyway. that's the other podcast. Oh yes, yes. Good point. Good point indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was Can't actually watching. Dark. <laughs> I was watching. Um, I think it was Tim Tracker. Um, the other day, and I think he had the same guy on one of his. Uh, when he was there because it was the same thing guy high energy dancing around a techno music but he did figment and i thought of you immediately i'm like oh that is awesome you would have loved it i was in his uh i was in his little booth that he had because his artwork is featured right by the stage where he performs and they have these prints of his figment work and the smile that Figment has on his face, it's a $50 print. I was with, I was with my friend who's a cast member. I could have got it for 40% off with his discount. I was so tempted because this picture just, it captured the essence of what the Imagineers wanted Figment to be. It was one of those things. It was like, my my friend's like, you want, you want to pick that? You just want to pick that up right now? And I'm like, I was so tempted. I'm like, mm, I got other bills at the moment. I'm I'm tempted, but tonight, right, tonight's not the night to be frivolous. But I had it in my hand. I was about to buy it this evening. I really think that those other bills could have waited, David. Well, here's the thing. It goes to the 24th of February, and right. I live here. So it's it's a mile away if I want to go get it. So You're, you're right. I, always, I, I still have to get used to the fact that you live down there now and that you can go at any other time. And I dislike you even more at the moment. Okay. I will tell you one of the best things about uh, this, this uh, besides the food, uh, the Disney on Broadway concert series. That has just been... I was going to ask been, if you've seen any of that. It is amazing. So the way they do it is... They have four Broadway stars performing in a week's time. Uh, two of them perform for two days, and then the other two perform for two days. And then the uh, and then the last show, it's all, it's an amalgamation of all four of them together, and they mix their sets together, and they all perform their sets. So I had seen a um, so this week I had seen a woman by the name of Heidi Blackenstaff, who has been who was uh, known for her performance of Ursula in The Little Mermaid, and I didn't know that there was actually a Broadway production of this, but Disney's Freaky Friday. And Gavin Lee, who was the original Burton, Mary Mary Poppins, as one show. And then there was another show by a woman named Kissy Simmons, uh, who who played Nala in The Lion King. And Alton Fitzgerald White, who has performed over 3,000 times as Mufasa in The Lion King. 
Wow. And their shows were just pure magic. On Saturday night, it's going to be all four of them together. And I'm actually, I changed all my, I had no plans to go to Disney this weekend. I actually changed my plans up to actually go to see this concert because the two of them, each, each of them as duets was amazing. Now to see them all mixed up as a quartet, I'm really excited about that. And then you have some other people that like, uh, you have the original Aladdin that's going to be uh, performing over there. Uh, you have the genie. You have all sorts of people. Uh, the original, the original Tarzan. Whole bunch of them that I'm really looking forward to because this was just this is something I had never done, and the whole time during these concerts, I had this huge goofy smile on my face. No, that's awesome. So, going coming from your perspective in being from New York and being from the big city. Um, you've been to Broadway more than a couple of times in your day. You know, is it that cal- caliber? Are we are we looking at? You know, I know they're from Disney shows, but you know, being well, being in the setting of Epcot, are, is it still the same kind of thing? Well, not really, because they're only doing concerts, so they're not actually in costume. They're not, they're not actually okay. performing. I when I was living up in New York, I had the. Uh, I guess I guess I was blessed to see quite a few Broadway shows because in my neighborhood I had a lot of struggling actors who happened to be in the ensemble of a lot of Broadway shows. So last minute they had cancellations. They would just send out text like mass text, "Hey, uh, if you want discount tickets for tonight and everything," because they would get some commission if they actually sold some of their tickets and filled seats. So I got to see a lot of last minute plays for really low amounts of money so it was in in that way actually being able to go back and like actually like see something broadway caliber it, it kind of felt like okay that's like a nice little uh, reminder of where i used to live but it's not the same because it's more of a concert i would love to see if they could actually if disney could ever actually like maybe take like the la nuba theater one time and like do like a performance of the lion king or something like that i think that would be absolutely amazing Awesome. But they do have the Dr. Phillips Center for that too. So I haven't yet experienced that. So I'm hoping that one day. Cool, cool, cool. cool. All right. So before we fill our bellies and wet our whistles, you know, I just want to give a shout out to our favorite visual artist. So again, the um, Epcot Festival Arts, we're celebrating the culinary arts, the visual arts, and the performing arts. But our favorite visual artist, Big shout out to Kevin John. He's actually there. He's doing eight autograph sessions. He's already done two, so you guys got to hurry up. And actually, actually, today's the 23rd. He's already done three, so he's only got five left. So he's going to be there on the 24th of this month from 3 to 5, February 7th, uh, 3 to 5, February 8th, 6 to 8, and February 21st and 22nd. On the 21st, he's there from 3 to 5, and from on the 22nd, he's there from six to eight. Now, if you're not following him, follow him over on Facebook. Um, he's done a couple of live feeds today alone, just talking about um, you know his signings. He's he met about 50 or 60 people today, um, and he said he did it. It was a great job um, meeting new new people, families, and everybody was just the vibe. He said was 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 incredible. So go give him um go give him a follow and go check him out over on Facebook. Follow him all on the social media. You won't be sorry. He's a great guy. He's been on our show before. Uh, he's a great friend of the podcast. And, you know, we love his work. And you, you will, too. So just go check him out. All right. So 
Joe, I got to ask you a favor. Sure. Go ahead. Ask me what I'm drinking right now. What are you drinking right now on your first podcast back this uh, this decade? Well, I can't believe you actually asked me that, Joe. I'm drinking a Moroccan mint tea. So we all know that Joffrey's coffee makes the greatest coffee in the world. But I bet you didn't know that they also put the time, the effort, and their expertise into making the world's greatest teas as well. And right now, better hurry up until January 31st, they're offering 20% off on select teas at joffreys.com. So if you like their coffee, go give their teas a try. I am telling you, I say it all the time. Joffrey's, a flavor for every Disney memory. Joffrey's, there's a flavor of tea for every memory you want to make. I'm telling you right now, head on over to joffreys.com, get 20% off of the teas. You won't be sorry. Joe, if I ask you a question right now, would it be something along those lines of DVC resale market? That would be so because I just returned from Walt Disney World where I stayed DVC. Nice. And Pat, while you were gone, we had uh, Marissa and Derek on from DVCresellMarket.com. They're awesome. They've been great partners. As I, you know. I know. I listened to the show and I, you know, I was like, I, I really wanted to be a part of it because I've been on shows with them before and seriously, they are, they, they seem like the two nicest people on the face, face of the earth. I don't know why they're on our show. They, no, I, uh, well, oh, come on. I mean, with uh, people like us, come on, they love us, but oh. they are, uh, <laughs> they're awesome. They're great friends of the show. Their company is awesome. DVCresellMarket.com. You know, everybody knows uh, I'm a huge DVC lover, DVC owner. Pat's also a DVC owner as well. Other guys in the show are also DVC owners. I believe our new Mickey Dudan as well as a DVC owner. So um, if you guys are looking for a contract, doesn't matter if it's a small contract or a large contract, Check out our friends over at DVCresellMarket.com. We plug them all the time, but we plug them because not only do they support us, we support them. They're a great company. Their website is super easy to use. All the numbers are up front. Like right now, I'm looking at a contract. If you're looking to get that blue, uh, looking to get into the game and add on to your contract uh, or add on to your uh, current contracts, like with a smaller, like 50 point contract, which we all love to do, I'm looking at a 50 point contract at Saratoga right now. UCR March for $119 a point for just a little under $6,000. So staying at Saratoga, that could be almost up to a week uh, in on the off seasons of, of rooms at Saratoga Springs and then maybe a non-preferred uh, room studio. So you can get an add-on-itis contract, as I like to call them, for as little as $6,000. DVCResellMarket.com. Their website's super easy to use. Check them out. Uh, they're awesome friends of the show. Uh, we support them. They support us. DVCresellMarket.com. Give them, or you can also give them a call as well. I always like to give out their phone number. Uh, 1-844-DVC-PRO-S or PROS. So check them out. That's awesome. You know what's funny? I, I'm really thinking, and this is really weird, because normally we talk about buying contracts. My wife and I, we, we, we just started thinking about selling our large, our larger of the two contracts that we have. No. Yeah, I, I know how serious, how silly that sounds, but Derek and Marissa can actually help with that too. They, they do it all. But here's why. We're really thinking about buying a condo down there. Yep. That's, oh, a, that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, you know, we could go down there all the time and, you know, and I'm like, that might be something we might want to look into. But if we do well, that, we we'll like sell our bigger contract. I, I, I've thought of that too, Dave. Um, we might sell our bigger contract, and you know what will happen? We'll end up buying it back anyway, because that's just me. So anyway, 
So if you want to buy, if you want to sell, head on over to dbcresalemarket.com. You could do either and ask for Derek or Marissa. Tell them that Mickey Dudes sent you. All right, so let's fill our bellies. Like I said before, fill our bellies, wet our whistles, and head on over to the 2020 Epcot Festival of the Arts, okay? So basically with our snack crawl tonight, there are no archaic rules. We do not have a budget. We are going to just get what we want. There's about, like I said before, about 15 booths to choose from. And tonight we are going to pick two entree snacks, something savory, one dessert, and then of course, we are gonna get ourselves a phenomenal Joffrey's drink. Okay, so we'll go in order of ladies first, as always. So we're gonna start with Annie. Annie, what booth are you going to, and what are you gonna get? Um. Okay, for my first thing, I'm headed to Japan. Um, Goshiki, I believe the booth yes. is called, and I'm going to have the vegetable gyoza, which is described as follows. Vegetable and edamame filled gyoza top truffle mashed potatoes, shiitake mushrooms, pepper strings, and teriyaki sauce. Um, yeah, that sounds really good. I'm not a huge mushroom fan, but it didn't look uh, like it was, you know, heavy on the mushrooms. So I think I can take it because the rest of it sounds amazing. Yeah, that's definitely my first one. I want to go eat it right this moment. Yeah. I love edamame. I'm always down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a great choice. And here's the thing, and I think one of the things that you said was very interesting. You may you're not necessarily the biggest mushroom fan, and that's fine. With this festival or the other festivals, you know, try stuff, be adventurous, give it a shot. If you don't like it, you know what? I'm looking at the prices; they're ranging from you know four or five dollars all the way up to a charcuterie plate, which is fourteen fifty. But for the most part, they're fitting in between four and eight dollars, maybe up to nine dollars. If you really didn't like it, you're not, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to break the bank. You can't right. do it over and, and over again. It's a fairly again. small portion. It's yeah. not like you're going to be stuck with that for your lunch. Exactly. Or something like that. So, yeah, but. You um, know what else? You know, I, I had to look at the pictures and it, it doesn't look like like huge amount of mushroom action. But what's that, Dave? I would also say that if you are going to take advantage of the Disney dining plan, now normally I would oh, say perfect. don't. This time around, I would actually consider the dining plan if I was staying on property because a lot of these are Disney snacks and they're listed at eight and nine dollars. Yep. So Which is a phenomenal deal. Yeah. That's something to consider. Yeah, there was one of them when I was looking over the prices and all that. It was like I think it was ten dollars or ten fifty. And you can't you can't touch a snack for ten in the you know, for ten dollars and think that, you know, you're like it's gonna be a snack credit. Most of the time they're gonna cap you before that. But for this festival, yeah, there's a lot of them that you can get as a snack credit. Yeah. So that's a great all day. All right, Dave, um, why don't you go now and give me your savory or your entree or the something that's delicious. Okay. Well, I'll tell you I'll just do this the way I, what I had for dinner tonight. So uh, I went over to the Masterpiece Kitchen and I had the I had the wild mushroom risotto with aged Parmesan, truffle shavings, and a Zinfandel reduction. Now, unlike Annie, I am a fan of all shrooms. I love my shrooms. I always do. Mm -hmm. No comments. Gonna leave them all to myself. Annie, you're not alone. I'm with you on the no mushroom train. So, (laughs) so thank you. With that, this was. Really, it was hearty. It stuck to your ribs. It was filling. It was just um, cheesy. It was quite tasty. Definitely. And 
And if you're going to get something filling that's going to stick to your ribs for $9.25, that's really not that bad. I didn't pay nine twenty five. That's what I have for a price. I'm sorry. Yeah, what I did know, you but I was with I was with my uh, CM friends. Oh, I friends. was just gonna say, He's did you, you get uh, Excuse you. us. I was with my friend who's a cast member. My friend, my friend bought us. my friend bought me dinner tonight. He got forty percent off. Hey, David, is it the friend that we all know? One of them. Yeah, tell him what's up. <laughs> yeah, we need to become friends with more cast members. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, well, you know what? I'd rather be friends with you, though, Joe. So, Joe, where are you going? What are you getting? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, so I'm heading over to the Deconstructed Dish. Uh, and over there, I'm a, uh, as a New Jerseyan slash uh, New Yorker, right, Dave? Uh, we in the Tri-State area love our corned beef mm-hmm. and our Rubens. So I'm getting the Deconstructed Ruben, which is sliced corned beef, rye-crusted sauerkraut, and Jarlsberg cake with broken Thousand Island dressing. Uh, six seventy-five, and it is Disney dining plan snack eligible. Uh, so anytime I get across a Reuben, uh, yeah, sign me up. So uh, looks really good. I've seen the pictures online. I don't know, Dave, if you've gotten to see this in person, walking around the World Showcase Promenade. But I have, um, and it's it smells delicious. It looks fantastic online. Yeah. So I mean, I saw somebody walking around with it today, and it looked really good. So if I was down there, this would be like my first stop because like I'm a sucker for Rubens. So, yeah, I we were uh, this weekend um, on Sunday show um, for Doug and John and WW Main Street podcast. Um, they were talking about this and they were complaining about, you know, I don't want to put my food together, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, Doug, Doug complains about everything. I was going to say, but, I was you know. say, what? <laughs> Doug, Doug likes to complain, you know. It's just, I guess that's the New Jersey in him. Joe, you're like a good New Jersey guy. You're like, you don't complain. You're like, no, you, try not you, to. You, yeah, you see the bright side of everything. Doug, you know, he sees the realistic side, or as he would say. But you know, it is deconstructed. But I did see the picture. But the one question I have: Why in the world is broken Thousand Island? Wouldn't you want it like full and fixed? I'm not. I'm confused. I think it's just staying with the uh, the theming. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. That was though. Dumb. Isn't the isn't the Yalsburg cake that's the one that's broken? It's like a crumble, and it's just with Thousand Island dressing. I, 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 the way, hey, I'm looking at re- I'm looking at the the thing yeah. right now. Yeah, it's broken Thousand Island. Yeah, that's true. Yes, I I don't know. Well, I have no idea what that is. Originally, the, hate- originally they were uh, they were hundred islands, and then they just broke them into smaller pieces. So. <laughs> wow! Nice. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> All right, so so far, I've written down, I have four pages of notes because I knew with me going last that things would be taken off the board really quickly. So I'm going to take this one before it goes. El Artisto Ambarito, the hungry artist, however you say that. But I'm going with the the Sopas de Barbacoa, which is braised barbacoa beef served on a fried (laughs) guajillo corn shell with black beans and cotillo cheese, Mexican cream, and chives for $7.25. Here's how I know it's good. AJ from the you know Disney Food Blog, she said, "Go out and get it." She says, "Stop what you're doing and just go." It was one of her top picks, and we all know that that is the site to go to when you want to know anything about food. Um, so that was enough for me. Plus, it just looks phenomenal, sounds even better. So I'm good. That's where I'm going. That would be my first stop, no doubt about it. Good thing you chose it because I was next to my list. So. <laughs> See, I'm no, I'm no. Oh, it's good to have you back there, Patty. So. <laughs> this is All brutal. Right. 
It's, it's, see, I remember all the snack crawls that I was a part of, and I wouldn't prepare enough, and then I'd be like stuck, and I like I don't know what to do. So I went, I went overboard this time. Annie, snack it, it, it is. Good thing you. Good thing there's no budget. That's when it gets really bad, and Chuck cheats, and and Tim yells at us, and it's That's all scary. That's the only time I'll do a budget if I have the two of them on now. It's because it's just so much fun. Chuck yes. steals, goes in the ponds or fountains looking for change. Yes, yes. Steals so somebody's pickpocketing. There's all kinds of nonsense going on. <laughs> but, 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 Annie, we know you would never do that because, like I said at the beginning of the show, you have brought class That's to true. this cast. I would never cheat. I'm a rule follower. Absolutely. So while following these rules, Chuck learned from Annie. What was your second choice? All right, my second choice. I'm going to China this time. Um... Both options in China look pretty good. The pork bun looked really good, but I decided to go with the spicy beef shumai. Whatever. Um, <laughs> why? That which was my is not fix. snack eligible, by the way. I know which was. I don't understand that, but I'm sorry. But go on, Annie. Sorry. Didn't um. So anyway, it's basically a steamed dumpling, and it looks like a little flour thing. And I don't know what it's sitting on, like a cucumber or pickle, whatever it is. I'll eat it. I don't care, but I don't know what that was. But it looked good really good so it's got like spicy beef and stuff in there yes i would like to eat that right now little yeah, dumpling and, thing and you, and get you three get, of them i was just gonna say and you get three of them so you know it's it's good it's shareable maybe depending on who you are i, I wouldn't share anything with the, <laughs> with, with any of you hey either. pat this yeah. is this is not a uh cookie ice cream sandwich oh whatever <laughs> Yeah, I don't, you know, usually the menus, they have like a long description of the dishes. Yeah. And for some reason, the two at China don't. They just say like pork bun and spicy beef shumai or whatever. They have yep. no That's all you need to know. I was yeah. surprised that they, were, they had that little little bit of a variety. I mean, there's no dessert or anything on that. Yeah, it's weird. I guess maybe it was last minute. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I don't care because I want to eat it. So that's my choice. That's, I, hey, that, that Description guy, or not. And that's yeah, at the I Painted was, Panda. Yes, the Painted Panda Thank over you. in China. No, um, yeah, so like I said right away when you said it, oh, you know, I was a little upset with that pick because that was going to be one of mine, but I'll have to go back to the drawing board. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for Take following that. the rules, Annie. You're the best. That's <sighs> retribution. <laughs> Dave. Okay, so... <laughs> I am going to go over to the deconstructed dish, and I'm going to get me a deconstructed BLT. And there is a reason for this. I am one of these people that likes to think that I'm getting something free at Disney World, even though I know I'm paying through the nose. And the deconstructed dish, uh, deconstructed BLT, is part of the wonderful walk of colorful cuisine it is a participating menu item uh, that you can pick up and earn a stamp in the back of your uh, Festival of the Arts passport. And when you buy five items from certain certain uh, boots, the Deconstructed Dish, Pop Eats, Cuisine Classique, The Artist Table, and The Masterpiece Kitchen, you will get a you will get a complimentary culinary treat. From the decadent delights booth so nice. the deconstructed dish uh, is one of these and it's the uh, BLT which is a 
tomato jam, and crispy pork belly, and soft poached egg. Now, I'm normally not a fan of pork belly. It, I never understood the reason for a big piece of fat on anything, but for some reason, this one, the way, the way they actually grill it up and like fry it up and everything, it you don't realize that you're eating a, a pile of fat. It's really flavorful. You mix Dave, it. Dave, you should write. You should write a commercial for Disney. <laughs> you mix you don't it. Don't realize you're eating. Wait, you mix it. The the tomato jam is a little bit sweet and a little bit savory, and it just kind of really bring it really brings out the flavor of the of the uh, bacon, and the poached egg on top of it. You break that egg. And you have that you have that wonderful yolk just getting in, getting into your bacon and just mixing in with the tomatoes. It's like it's like eating an omelet. It's it, it's just it was a religious experience. I savored eating this thing. <laughs> nice. I, I have to say, I like I, it's been a roller coaster with this dish because when I read Deconstructed BLT initially, I was like on board because I love BLTs. But then when I read the description of it, I was like, never mind, I don't want that. But now hearing you talk about it, I feel like pretty hot for it again. I've had it I twice eat it. and it's amazing. Your egg description really got me going there. I never realized the joy oh, of. of uh, either poached or sunny side up eggs then somebody just basically just introduced me to the idea of an egg on a burger and just how it just so good yeah it's um, I, I never <laughs> thought I never thought about it and then I tried it and I'm like okay this is absolutely awesome and it's like became my egg on top of meat has become my favorite thing I, I do I do have to ask you one question because it does say deconstructed BLT is there any lettuce because I don't see it in the description <laughs> no actually there isn't Okay, and I I, 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 I wanted to, I wanted to make that point too, and I totally forgot about that. It is weird. Yeah, it is weird to say that it's a deconstructed BLT and have it not involved. I mean, they else. do have like these they they do have these garnish sauces on it. Like one side is like a, a mustardy sauce, and the other side is like a mayonnaise type. It's like an aioli type sauce. It's like it's only like a small little, uh, I guess little, um, I guess swoosh of it. Yeah, well, it's like the Nike swoosh on <laughs> on the plate, but uh, you know, you mix you mix it in with the egg, and it actually it actually kind of just brings out the flavor of the egg, and just the salt the the um, the bacon's really salty. You have the sweetness of the tomato jam. It just kind of just it's sort of like Olaf saying the heat and the cold are both so intense. Put them together, it just makes sense. You got the sweet and the savory with this. <laughs> Okay, Dave, now you can write commercials for Disney. That was pretty spot on. You that was always excellent. called me the wordsmith, my friend. That is a good point. Yeah. All right, Joe, give me your second choice of the evening. Oh, I definitely wasn't picking that because pork belly kind of freaks me out. So I don't know why, but just never was. Me uh, too. And there was, you know what, Dave? I had a bad experience once eating pork belly on a date in New York years ago. And ever since then, I've just kind of shied away from it. So I think that's why. But I did eye that one. So it's still a good choice. I still give you credit for it. But, uh, the one I'm going to go with is at the Masterpiece Kitchen. We're going back there. And I'm going to go with the charcuterie palette with artisan cured meats and cheeses featuring, I can never say this, Nooski's or Nooski's Applewood smoked beef. So I'm a huge fan of charcuterie plates or charcuterie plates, if you want to pronounce it, potato, potato. But uh, so since uh, 
Pat stole my previous choice. So this was a very good backup I'm going with. So uh, meats and cheeses, you'll always find me at a restaurant. There's a good charcuterie board ordering one. So Growing up in... I, granted, I'm more Polish than I am Italian, but growing up, we ate more Italian, and that was the holidays. You would have your meat and your cheeses out on yep. the kitchen, out on the kitchen table, and you would just eat there before the main meal. I fell in love with charcuterie boards, you know, from when I was, you know, six, seven years old. So, Joe, that is a phenomenal choice. Anytime I can get my hands on something like that, I would take it too. Now, this one is a little pricey, though. It's at fourteen dollars, so. I mean, if you're looking for quantity, this might not be the good choice for you. But if you're looking for something maybe quality and you are a fan of meats and cheeses, like Pat just said, like I was growing up, I'm sure, Dave, it was similar for you being in New York. Um, this would be a good choice. But, yeah, quantity of food, not so much. This is a little pricey for $14 for the why, amount of food uh, you get. Why is it so pricey? I think because like – Especially fancy cheese. The type of meats probably. Yeah, it's, it's, more, it's more of the meats, the cured meats kind of like – you know, you're adding like stuff like this, bajuto and stuff like that on it. So Super sad. you have you have a they're kind of uh, I'm not gonna say delicacies, but they're kind of just harder to prepare. So they're they're not yeah. deli meats either. They're a little nicer. Yeah. <laughs> meats. yeah, but they but they tend to be because of how they're prepared anyway. They tend to be a little more exp- on the expensive side when buying them retail anyway. So I can see that for this, it would kind of be a put, pass back to the consumer. Understandable. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with a, a, this one. It's up in the air. I was gonna go to cuisine, cuisine classique, and get the seared corvina, but I'm not a ratatouille fan, so it wasn't that's kind of where. Okay, good. See, I, that's why My I said I was gonna go there, and... and he just was not I was not impressed. I took right, a bite, sweet. and it was like, yeah, no. Nice. Okay, good. See, I wasn't gonna go there. See, that was perfect. So I'm gonna go over to Pop Eats. And I'm going to get the sous vide chicken roulade with apples and sage served with warm brie fondue, blueberry, and beet gel and garnished with the beet chip crumbles. Here's why. If you've ever had anything sous vide before, it's it's the perfect temperature to cook something in and it, whatever that meat is. So it's cooked perfectly. Apples and sage make me think of the holidays. Um, brie, I can give her, I could take it or leave it, but I am a cheese fan. But once you get the beets, I love beets. So as soon as I saw beet gel and garnish with beet chips, I was like, yep, that's good. So I think that's where I'm going to head for my last one for and for 675 snack eligible. Um, I really think that's a um, going to be a, a, a hit for me. Pat likes Shroot Farms. C. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez Louise. Sorry. <laughs> I was just watching The Office the other night, so... Who talks about beets? You know? <laughs> I'm weird. Leave me alone. All right. So now, now we're going to go to our probably the, our favorite one. And I already know I should go first so I could take the first dessert because there's yeah, one. You I, this go one first. I no, go. no. I, again, I'm a gentleman, Joe. I was raised right. Okay. So ladies still have to go first. But Annie, if you take what I'm gonna what I want, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. Just letting you know. I don't think I will. I picked a pretty lowbrow choice. Well, I shouldn't say that. Not in a bad way, but it's just like I couldn't resist this. I'm going to the American Adventure for the peanut butter and jelly sandwich funnel cake. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> it's peanut butter ice cream, marshmallow cream, and raspberry glaze, and it's like sandwiched between two little 
funnel cake pieces and it looks so good and oh my gosh I love peanut butter and oh my gosh the whole thing sounds good and adding the marshmallow cream is a stroke of genius if I may and it looks like the, the perfect ratio of funnel so it's not like drowning and ice cream yes it looks very good I would like to eat it that was my backup so you're safe <laughs> you know, so you're good now anytime you think I think of peanut butter and jelly at Disney I always think of 50s prime times and, and peanut butter and jelly milkshake I thought you were going to say Uncrustables. <laughs> yes, because no, no. Um, I've never had I've Uncrustable. never had an Uncrustable ever in my life. I haven't either, Pat. You know that? Huh. I might have to I have, have one. I'm not, I'm not proud. <laughs> so if it's anything like that, I think it's good. But I also, from what I've seen and what I've heard from people, is that the funnel cakes are a little smaller than the normal ones that they have at um, at the booth over at the American Adventure. So I think it, it's, a like you said, I think it's a really good ratio. So it's not going to be killer yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, it looks like a little sandwich, really. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's what they're going for. But because um, <clears throat> when I first looked at it, I thought, oh, that's not enough funnel cake. And then when I saw it from the side, I was like, oh, it is enough funnel cake. <laughs> it's I think just it's like a little sandwich. Just the right amount. Mm -hmm. All right, Dave. Again, you're not allowed to pick what I want either, so give it a shot. Okay. What do you got? I'm going over. This is something I had tonight. Of course you did. And it was <laughs> decadent. I went to the Masterpiece Kitchen, and I had the vanilla, rose water, and pistachio panna cotta. That was my third choice. So, see, we're still we're still in. Yeah. All right. Nice. And but the reason why, again, was I did this because it is another part of the uh, wonderful walk of colorful cuisine. But uh, this thing, it um, looks like it looks like you're given a you're given like a chocolate rose uh, because it has a shell on. It has like a pink, uh, like I guess a white chocolate shell, but it's actually uh, dyed pink. Uh, looks like a it looks like a rose. It has, um, the pistachio is like in a powder around it to make it look like leaves. And then there's little dabs of strawberry jam within the, within the leaves to kind of make it like as if they're like thorns. And then when you break into this panna cotta, you have, you have the, uh, you have the custard. And in the middle of it, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, hard because they keep, they keep it frozen and there's a cake inside it with more st strawberry jam and it's kind of really firm mixed with this really f and it's like mixed with this chocolate that cracks this firm custard and then you kind of you kind of go into the you kind of go into this uh really fluffy cake with this linzer tart like jam mixing together and you have they they hold the temperatures uh differently too so the custard warms up a little quicker. Then you bite. Then you get to the bite of the cake, and the the cake is still cold, and the jam is still almost frozen. So it is kind of like a whole bunch of things dancing in your mouth, and these different textures. And then as you're finishing it up, and you get the taste of the rose water with the with the uh, pistachio uh, powder going down your throat. As you take a deep breath, you get the smell of Captain Crunch. Ooh, it's awesome. It's weird, but it's it's just. It, it was, it was a, it was visually appealing to the eye. So you have the visual arts, and right there too, it was also a culinary art. So, 
Definitely worth, definitely worth trying. I don't think I would have tried this had it not been on the, that I can get my stamp. I would have been like, okay, I'm going to try something else because I normally don't go for desserts. But this is one that, and if you're traveling during this time, definitely have it because it is amazing. I, I love the way you described it. I've seen pictures and now I think I want it even more. So yeah, I'm not very happy right now because I can't have it and that's why I'm not happy. So Joe, make me happy with your next pick. Well, I, I mean, how is, is, how am I supposed to follow that description? I, I, yeah, I know. I really, <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. You're just right, well, have to try. <laughs> the, I know, right? Well, the best I could do is on these cold winter days we're having here in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic, I was looking through the list and I thought of something that made me think of summer and warmer weather. So I'm going to head over to the Mosaic Canteen in Morocco and I'm going to have the Chebakia or Chebakia, however you want to pronounce it. And uh, it's a hand twisted strips of fried dough coated with honey, rose water, and sesame seeds. And the reason why I said it reminds me of summer, and it's kind of like what Annie talked about being a funnel cake, or as uh, us Italians in New York and New Jersey called Zeppelis, or uh, elephant ears, whatever part of the country you're on. But it looks like a combination of a Zeppeli or an elephant ear or a, a funnel cake, but a small blob of it with, uh, you know, it looks like it's a little darker uh, fried like from the pictures it looks like it's not your normal it's a darker maybe oil they use and it's got rose water and sesame seeds on it um it just sounds really good um something a little different i love zeppoli so i can have that like every day i'm out of fair so i figured uh what the heck let's have this now I think a little bit of the warm summertime fair time so i was uh, intrigued by this one too it looks it tell you it i wonder if it's how close it tastes to a funnel cake or a zeppoli you know, I mean, I know it doesn't have the powdered sugar on top like we're used to. Uh, and it don't come in big bags, you know, when you get it like at the street fairs. But I guess it looks maybe, good. maybe the uh, honey will offset that almost in that way, too. So it's possible. It yeah. Little... But it but it's definitely something that I was like, mm, it was kind of intriguing. I was like, oh, it reminds me of a good summertime, you know, uh, sweets. Well, with so, two uh, yeah. of those, this actually when I looked at it, I was thinking more like because I came from a Greek neighborhood. So I was thinking of a lot of the Greek pastries that my uh friends mothers would make growing up and everything kind of just brought, harkened me back to that i haven't tried it yet but that was one of the ideas and uh you had to mention zeppelis joe i know because, i know it's like some of the well because I, I now i have to go on my thing of a zeppeli is not a zeppeli unless angie with the uh wearing the leotard and the skin tight t-shirt with all the oil stains uh is making it it has to be in the five day old oil with the flies all with the dead flies all around it and yep that's the only that's the only way to eat that's the only way to eat a zeppeli people i would tell you after if if anybody's not from the tri-state area and, and you've never had zeppelis before your mouth waters when you like that's what you smell at a carnival or a fair or a street fair and then when you purchase it from the five-day-old oil as dave is saying with the flies with, on with it, the dead flies with the dead flies on it oh and, and, you're and eating, she has to and it tastes and, it, and she has and, to have the and, mustache, and she also has to. Have, I don't know about yeah, that. No, I mean, she has, and she has to have a mustache, and she has to have uh, curly, greasy hair. That's mm, the only well, way. That's the only way it can be made. Yeah. Well, but when you're eating these, and you're like, it's like absolutely amazing. And when you finish here, finish half the bag, and then you try to pawn it off on your friends because you're full. You absolutely feel like garbage after you're done. You're like, why did I just do this myself? It seemed like a good idea at the time, but now it doesn't. So that's what eating a zeppeli is like. So, but and they're it's, a fake. 
as soon as you said that, you know, the, the, you know, the tricentenary, the smell, and I'm like, uh, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, I see, I could smell it right now. And I'm, I'm sure like, Italian neighborhoods like in Boston and Mass. 18th like, and Avenue all the Festival, Brooklyn. Bensonhurst. So, so good. Right there. So good. All right. So you guys all got lucky. You didn't uh, pick my dessert. And when I actually looked at it again, I realized actually I kind of. We all got not... lucky. Like you were going to do something. <laughs> wow. Throwing shade from Ohio. <laughs> you know, just because just because you're like halfway across the country doesn't mean uh, you're right. I wouldn't have done a thing. I would have complained and probably went in the corner and cried. But leave me alone. It's not nice. I, Annie, forget. You didn't bring class to this. You just brought sass. No class, just sass. Uh-oh. Anyway. Secrets out. <laughs> so, it's good to have you back, Pactionetti. It's good to have you back. Right. Um, but I looked, and it really wasn't under the food. It was actually under beverages. So I was like, yeah, well, I guess you probably weren't going to do it. But I am going over to the artist's table. Nice. And I'm getting the sipping chocolate flight. The white, the milk, and the dark. I actually wouldn't have the dark. I hate dark chocolate. But... I've had sipping chocolate before, and if it's done right, especially the milk chocolate, it is to die for. I love it. It is also um, snack credit eligible, which a lot of the beverages are not. So this is actually one of those cool things that you would actually get as a snack. And um, like I said, if it's done right, I love it. And if I'm with somebody, I'll just give them the dark one because I think dark chocolate is one of the three things in my world I will not eat. I hate it. So, but I'll do it for eight bucks. I'll do I'll it for milk. It. The- I'll take it. You actually think <laughs> I'm going to give you that right now after what you said to me? Nice try, please. I'd rather, I'd rather drink it myself. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say I'd rather give it to Dave. <laughs> wow. Let's let's not go crazy, Dave. I'll still give it to Annie. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Gil, you just have to wait a few seconds till the guild steps in and then he gives you his chocolate. <laughs> Wabam. Annie, just if I ever give you dark, if I ever give you the dark chocolate, be very careful. You never know what's in it. Um, so anyway, <laughs> speaking of drinking things, we are now into my. That's why. That's why I quickly went on, so no other comments were said. Um, so we're on to my favorite portion of the show, and that is the Joffrey section. Again, um, one of our sponsors. We love Joffrey so much, and Joffrey's has four booths um, in four different places, distinct places that you can get. A Joffrey's beverage. This year, they are done as a pairing with a coffee latte, coffee drink paired with a donut. So you have the Impressionism pairing, you have the Renaissance pairing, you have the Modern pairing, and you have the Baroque pairing. I'm not going to give away where they all are because I'm hoping we all say one of them and then we'll go from there. But Annie, I'm going to still let you go first. Where are you going uh, to get your Joffrey's drink? Don't pick mine, Annie. Don't pick mine. <laughs> oh, Joe, you're not going to do going... anything anyway. You're in Virginia. That's true. <laughs> Drum roll, suspense. Oh my gosh, I'm going to Canada. Okay. Nobody picked Canada? Good, more for me. Okay, Canada is the Impressionism pairing. Um, it's a blackberry iced latte topped with a delicious blueberry donut, complete whipped cream. Um, so when I first read this, I'm thinking like blackberry latte, that's the thing I want. But then I remembered this really good raspberry coffee that I loved and I thought, okay, I think I'm down for the blackberry because really a blueberry donut, it all sounds good. And I have to say too, these are so cute. The way it's like the cup and then they put the donut atop the cup and then they put like a little thing of whipped cream on top is so cute. I love it. But anyway, I'm going to Canada for my blackberry latte. Thank you, Joffrey's. And what I like the most, well, not the most, but I, I do enjoy is the 
the donut and then you add the whipped cream on top. Okay. Yes, it's so cute. And they have little like decorative sprinkles. They're so cute. Uh, absolutely. I, I they it looks fun. It looks cute. Instagram worthy. Absolutely. That's so exactly myself. what I was just gonna say. And then <laughs> it's got to be as sweet as sweet can be, and I'm good with that. So, all right, yes. Dave. And a donut, I would like it to be sweet for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and then add the whipped cream on top. Yes, please. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Dave, um, so you can't go to Canada. You have to choose a different one. Okay, I'm going to go to my favorite country and actually pay homage to my favorite period of art and music. I'm going to go to the American Adventure, and I'm going to go with the Baroque pairing. White mocha iced latte layered with a red velvet donut and sprinkles. I love red velvet. I love white chocolate. So right there, mixing them together. I love America. I love Baroque music. I love Baroque paintings, so it's a win-win on every way. You could put a Baroque painting straight in front of me right now. Tell me it's a Baroque painting, and I still wouldn't know it was a Baroque painting. <laughs> I, Just saying. I, I grew up with Handel's Messiah always playing in my house, so. God bless you. Yeah. If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. Oh, my goodness. And I'm, I, guess, I guess we're all a bit bourgeois, so. Sure. Who was the 44th president? Barack Obama. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, Dave, I, when you're editing this, just please put a lot of crickets in there. Thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> I um, couldn't think of one. Everybody else is jumping in. That, that is actually, that was good. I'm, I'm so stealing it from my class tomorrow. Um, thanks, Joe. Permission. All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joe, you, Joe, you can go wherever you want. I, you know, I feel bad that I put Dave under the restrictions of, you know, that's not nice, but. So where would you go for your Joffrey's drink? So I'm going to Future World East. And my wife always says I'm a sucker for three things, either if they're 80s, retro, or coconut. And at the Future World East, it's the modern pairing. And it is a coconut iced latte garnished with a decadent chocolate donut and topped with whipped cream and sprinkles. And it's $9.50. And just want to add that if you're a DVC member, and I believe an annual pass member, uh, you get 20% off at Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Kiosks. And Walt Disney World's make sure you show your membership cards so you get your 20% discount. However, like I said, sucker for coconut. When I saw that was on the list, I'm like, that's what I want. I drink anything. Everything in my house is coconut scented or flavor if I can get it. Like my shampoo, the spray for like the countertops. If I can get it coconut scented, I'm on it. So coconut ice latte, I'm all over it. That's fantastic. And you know what I love about that one? You didn't pick the one I was going to pick, so we actually do get to talk about all four of them. Nice. I'm heading over to the Showcase Plaza for the Renaissance pairing. The iced mocha latte served with a timeless glazed donut, timeless, just like me, and sprinkles, cute, just like me. So... I think that you can't go wrong with any of those. And Joe, I think that was a great thing. Thank you for bringing that up with the DVC. Um, discount 20% off, $9.50. You know, you're paying seven bucks or so for um, a donut, a drink. It's it's a dessert. It's a, all rolled into one. It's a fantastic combination. So Joffrey's, thank you so much, as usual, for putting out such great, great flavors. So speaking of great, great, great episode yes that's what this was a great 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 episode but our time has come to an end so ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages please take a listen to our wonderful co-hosts commentators whatever you'd like to call them and they will tell you now where they can find you find them on the interwebs annie 
Um, you can find me on any social media at DJ Phobe. That's DJ P H O B. Awesome. Dave. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Figments Reality. Joe. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Quat. You can also find me over at the resortloop.com DVC roundtable. And you could find me at Daily Walt Disney on Twitter and Pat Gennetti on Instagram, I think. I can't even remember. And then you can find us all on Twitter at The Mickey Dudes. You can find us over on Instagram as well at The Mickey Dudes Podcast. So with that being said, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, we all think about Disney. You know you do. Let us help you get through that time frame let us help you get through your next until your next disney trip get the disney fix with the mickey dudes until next time until next week everybody have a magical day just listen to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon